Hello and welcome to the Poetry Exchange. I'm Fiona Bennett. And I'm Michael Schaefer. Hello, Fee. Oh, hello, Michael. It's good to see you. Lovely to see you on this beautiful sunny day. Oh, I know. And I, I'm, uh, we're still doing these things online, aren't we, together? Because of life being busy and it's a sort of 20-minute moment where we get together to do this. So That's right. Be a bit mad to travel halfway across the country to see you for 20 minutes. Well, of course, this is one of those things that, that came out of lockdown, was was our ability to, to do this, and we got whatever equipment we needed to do and the software mm-hmm. that, you know, and, of course, everyone's familiar with that. We all did the same, but it's, um, yeah, it's one of those legacies of lockdown for you. Yes, but I do hope there'll be tea and biscuits before long. Absolutely. I say all of this because, of course, our episode this month was a lockdown episode, if you like. It was one that we did remotely. We actually had to have two goes at it because uh, <laughs> the uh, the technology let us down the first time. Uh, but our guests, plural, uh, were kind enough to uh, find another time to meet with us. And, um, yeah, lockdown was kind of part of the conversation as well a bit to some extent. Mm, very much so. Yeah, well, it's just getting very teasing is extensive at this point. Two guests, lockdown, what's the story? What's the poem? Everybody's wondering, Michael. Well, I will tell you that it's, it's a Khalil Gibran poem. It's from The Prophet. And we've had another poem chosen from, from The Prophet. Our good friend Hafsa Anila Bashir brought us On Children. And if you'd like to listen to that, it's actually episode number 12. It's back in November 2016, Faye. But I remember talking to Hafsar at the library in Manchester. What was the name mm, of that library? Beautiful library. The John Ryland's Library. The John Ryland's Library, yeah. Mm. That was it. Yeah, it was a fantastic um, encounter, as indeed was this one. So you'll be hearing myself and Fiona talking about On Marriage by Khalil Gibran, the poem that's been a friend to India and Samira. (laughs) Right, should we, um, would you like us to read it? Yeah, go for it if you're ready. You're making me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. Okay. You were born together and together you shall be forevermore. You shall be together when the white wings of death scatter your days. Aye, you shall be together even in the silent memory of God. But let there be spaces in your togetherness, and let the winds of the heavens dance between you. Love one another, but make not a bond of love. Let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your souls. Fill each other's cup, but drink not from one cup. Give one another your bread, but eat not from the same loaf. Sing and dance together and be joyous, but let each of you be alone even as the strings of a lute are alone, though they quiver with the same music. Give your hearts, but not into each other's keeping, for only the hand of life can contain your hearts. And stand together, yet not too near together, for the pillars of the temple stand apart. And the oak tree and the cypress grow, not in each other's shadows. Lovely. I love your joint reading of that. (laughs) Who was it that knew this poem first? Um, It was me. It was a poem that was kind of gifted to me by um, one of my good friends, my best friend. 
who it was an important poem for her and it was kind of her way of passing on some, you know, useful life information to me. This series of poems was very important to her and this particular one spoke to me and we both enjoyed that imagery of the pillars and wanted to apply that as sort of a life philosophy, I guess. I love that phrase, passed on to me as useful information for life. (laughs) And was there a particular moment around why your friend was motivated to give you useful information for life? It's kind of just things that come up in conversations that we have. We're both chat boxes, so it's more something that just came up in conversation, but it wasn't necessarily the circumstances around it that always stuck out to me. It was more the image, the imagery of that poem, and particularly that image of the pillars and that idea of a, a strong foundation being two things that work together but also stand apart. And I think that's what resonated with me. It's fantastic. <laughs> it never ceases to amaze me is the power of, of image. Yeah. In in language, you know, it's like you, you receive the image as words, but actually what you're carrying around then is this kind of phenomenal world, usually actually. It's like there's a whole world in that image, isn't there, of something and it can really go in. Yeah, it's one of those um, sort of moments where it's like a click happens in the mind where it's like, you know, different things happen for for different people and, and things go in differently for different people and different things trigger it. And I guess for me, this was like that image sort of made sense to me and kind of connected with how I think. And so that stayed with me. Not even the whole poem necessarily stayed with me. Literally, like I couldn't tell you the poem off by heart, but... I could tell you the images, you know, straight away that pop out to me from it and always stayed with me sort of thing. You first gifted it to me. It was very much about the final couple of uh, lines about the pillar, as she says. It's almost like um, to see it in the context of the whole poem has taken some time. And reading it today, I sort of feel more attuned to it, Mm. if that makes sense. So there's something about discovering the whole of the poem that's been really beautiful. Yeah, it's like it begins and then it carries on unfurling. How long have you guys been together? Uh, almost a year. Oh, congratulations. Oh, no. And at what point did you share it? How far in? Early. Yeah, quite early. I feel like we were starting the I had plans to snap this one up, you see. <laughs> so I think um, we were having dinner. Um, you'd, you'd cooked one of your fabulous dinners. Yeah, it was definitely early on. And again, I can't quite recall how it came up. We were, again, we were just talking. we just finished dinner and we were talking. Mm. And it kind of just started mm. moving towards what an ideal relationship would be. Yeah, and in a way, it was significant to me because it probably initially scared me. <laughs> and I think that's why partly reading it more brings that through. Because I noticed how many times... Khalil uses the word together and in a way I think it, what was funny about that is that when you first perhaps brought it to me what I was focusing on was the separate mm. do you know what I mean like as if it's one or the other but it's the two isn't it yeah so I feel like um in that initial rate bringing it to my attention I remember even thinking about it going oh fucking hell I better kind of like I need to put myself in check like I need to make sure that I'm like really sturdy in myself do you know what I mean yeah uh how do I show myself to you and, and be sturdy right I actually remember thinking that through um, but I think over time, it feels like we live this poem, if that makes sense. Yes. And, I ha- and so then the theorising had to stopped. Would it be fair to ask you to give us an example of how you live this poem? 
Mm. What a great question. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the best example of it is um, the thing that I've always found really powerful when I'm with India is the balance between us. It always feels very balanced. It never feels like, you know, one person is putting in more than the other. It always feels like we're both equally investing in our laughing or equally investing in our stress or equally investing in how we see each other. One of the things I've always found in maybe sort of previous relationships, and that's any type of relationship, as soon as you feel like there is an unbalance in the relationship, normally it starts to sort of fall apart. And I remember even early on in our relationship, every time I talked to my friends, it wasn't necessarily that I was saying stuff like, I'm so in love with this girl. It was more like, I can't believe how balanced it is in this relationship. That feels so refreshing. And it feels like we've both risked the same amount. We've both put in the same amount of energy. And I think that's kind of how I would say we're living the poem because we're good at giving each other that space in between, you know? I was just thinking about the space thing. Yeah. Yeah, because it feels like everything you've described, but like that it's so sort of like, it's so abundant, this thing, right? (laughs) Like it's limitless, like I can't do enough, but it feels like I don't have to put any effort into that. And I think the reason is, is because of the space. I mean, like there is space to do that. Like it's not stifling. If there wasn't any space, it couldn't flow, it couldn't be abundant because there's fucking nowhere for it to go or yeah. for even to, to release it, do you know what yeah. I mean? So there's something about that space that feels like that's how we live it. That's reminding me of this idea of flow. There's a couple of things here. And let the winds of the heavens dance between you. That reminds me of this idea of flow. And also, let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your souls. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the movement, isn't it, rather than static. Yeah. Like a relationship is like a fixed state, whereas this feels like, yeah, there's movement, if that makes sense, together in that separateness. In a way, it's more than words can really say. Yeah, I say that that's the best way we could describe it, but really it's just... Even that doesn't do justice. Yeah, in a way. I feel like I'm not getting it, I'm not getting close enough, but that's because I feel like it's ineffable, ultimately. Because it, well, I think it's tied up in a feeling as well, isn't it? It's, it's tied up in all the senses, so there's only so much words can express it before it's kind of like it's just how we are which is what makes it so special I guess because it's come naturally in this way but it hasn't before so this is almost the first time when it's like I'm really fully understanding this poem in a way even though I've carried it for so Mm. many years Mm. this is the first time it's like oh I finally get it now and actually it works it's true you know you're onto something there bro yeah, exactly right. <laughs> he, he, the words are there. Yeah. I'm wondering how that felt, Samira, to have held the poem so long and then suddenly find yourself in the place where it's literally happening. Yeah, ob- obviously I got too excited and almost scared her off by presenting her the image straight away. That's how excited <laughs> I was by it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you would have to, right? Yeah. I remember even using a glass and like a coaster and glass oh, trying to, the, to give the imagery the of it. It was, yeah, we sat on the floor on the table and I'm just like, here's the glass. This is one of the pillars. And, and coasters. <laughs> and coasters trying to create this. Because I could slightly see that was slightly freaking her out as well. <laughs> 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 oh, no. 
you know, and it's it's brilliant that you said about the you you concentrated on the um, the separate when actually my point was more than together. Ooh. I think it's a common mistake that we do make with relationships in general, like that we don't give each other space, and that's why often they start to break down. I think you've helped me to be more grounded in myself. Yeah. So when I'm living the poem. I wasn't scared of you. I was scared of myself not being able to be as grounded I needed to be. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I think you've helped supported me to be able to do that, to, to, to discover that I am grounded in myself and that, that that's actually so. only going to help us be together. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, that was really integral, actually, that, that moment of like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can live this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, have I got the capacity to be a strong pillar standing alone? together with you like I wasn't sure if I could but it turns out I can yeah you got this mm, lovely I love the idea in this final image um, and the oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadow you know the idea of the two individuals who are separate growing I think that's really great actually and that's what I'm hearing from from you the pair of you yeah, that is the shift on also from the pillars because the two pillars are the same. But then there's the oak and the cypress, which is the diversity, isn't it? And the individuality. Oh, and it's, it's holding that, which is way more tricky than two pillars, right? Yeah. You know, they, they have different needs and they have different expressions. A really good point. I had actually thought of so, it. That's that good. I like that. Yeah. We are. We are hella different. We are. It's very strong as well, the space that you're talking about as well, where he says, sing and dance together and be joyous, but let each one of you be alone. You know, that is not equivocal, is it? It's like, be alone, have your full space. Yeah, I think I'd be a bit scared if I was thinking about trying to live up to that. For sure. <laughs> but, you know, in a good way, in a kind of excited way. You know. I think it's, I mean whether we achieve it or not all the time is, you know, of course we're humans, it doesn't always happen, but I think it gives you a nice, clear kind of image for what you're aspiring to. It's like, if we can even grasp a sense of that in what we have, then what we have has got that chance of standing the test of time. Mm. And I guess it helps to give the pair of you a shared language that perhaps helps you talk about the relationship you know there's India Samira and India and Samira <laughs> you know the three things kind of in I think in an ideal world coexist don't they I think I do like the sing and dance together and be joyous but eat, let each of you be alone partly because um singing and dancing resonates quite a lot with me because I like to do both and so do you yeah. so there's something that kind of jumps out about that because it is very much it's very joyous how did you two meet yo <laughs> <laughs> we met in the in a way in which we never thought we would ever meet anyone we met on um tinder funnily enough Madness. um but Madness. both of us are well known by our friends and family as being um people who don't really like using social media. It was my friend that made an account for me and made me go on. It was like, oh, okay, I might as well, I suppose, you know? Okay. So for so our friends always find it so hilarious that it was just 
the, the irony of us meeting on a platform that neither of us would be interested in being on um, if it wasn't for the people around us forcing us on. Totally. Uh, <laughs> I was actually, I only was actually um, recently, I guess, at that time, coming to realise my sexuality. So um, I was also kind of urged, I was like, I don't know where to meet women. So my friend was like, you should try Tinder. Um, and I just kind of went with it. Um, so I was kind of just following this urge in me that had always been there, but I was only just actually listening to and acting on. So that's why it's kind of funny because, yeah, people around us would find that kind of yeah. mad, given that we haven't got a Facebook or, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that you would kind of put yourself out there. But, wow. Yeah, what a good decision. Like, like, yeah, I know, right? It was like everything just seemed to come together in a way I never expected you know our timing was impeccable just before Covid went absolutely crazy. Which is so funny when you think about the poem because actually we've been very much thrust together you know it was kind of like you know that first lockdown of like well where are you going to live do you know what I mean are you going to live at your partner's place or you're going to have to you know be locked down on your own so there's it's very like this whole context has actually thrust us together in a physical space you know um, and yet the separateness has still been maintained in a way our relationship was slightly accelerated but it was also really interesting how even though it was accelerated neither of us experienced it as a burden or stifling or anything it just seemed to naturally flow it's really striking how i mean we've all kind of said the imagery is so powerful and it is a profoundly imagistic poem and the images are big it's like it's not a domestic poem <laughs> There's wind and sea and trees and and I was thinking about that in relation to, you know, the relationship in the world. Just wondered about that idea of when you're not just the two of you, how this poem resonates then. Well, I think part of it is that kind of idea that relationships often kind of run that ground of um, once you start leaving your bubble, you, you're still that bubble to your friends. I mean, it's no longer Samira, it's Samira in India or India and Samira. But what we've kind of found, or what I've found anyway, is that even though everyone experiences us together, they're still very interested in who India is. And vice versa, India's friends are very just interested in who I am. And we've kind of done well at not becoming that urge to merge, you know, without becoming, you know, one name. We're still two names. We're still Samira and India. You haven't yet become Cindia. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I like that, the urge to merge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what this poem is urging us to resist, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yes, you know, I suppose it also, it recognises that that urge is there. It speaks right to that part of you that has that urge and urges you otherwise. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly it, isn't it, really? Mm. You know, it serves as some kind of warning in some way as to the detriment if you weren't to follow this advice. And I think it kind of links to what you were saying about the imagery is so universal you know, everyone is able to take, I mean, like, it happened to be the pillar line for me. And then for you, it's the dancing and because that's what relates to you. So it seems like there's, there's an image that will relate to, you know, each of us that we can still come to the same conclusion, but with different images that invoke that in us. It's incredibly rich, isn't it? It's just an yeah. incredibly rich poem. It's fantastic for us because I think we've only had one other occasion where we've had 
two people come with the poem between them. Um, in that case, it was a, a father and daughter, actually. So it was a very different story and connection. But I just wondered whether together you have in any way shared the poem with anybody else. I'd probably say not really, not, not yet, I would say. I don't know if I feel drawn to. No. Particularly. I'm not sure. Like, as you were saying that, like my body did something to suggest that, yeah, no, I don't think that's in the pipeline for me. I think it would have to be a right context to it. Like, it, I don't think it yeah. would just be something that we would just bring up and be like, hey, it's a poem. We love this. I think I, sure, yeah, yeah, I'm sure I could definitely reference it. But there's something about, I guess, the, the trail of gifting that I made, and then you gifted it to me. And fuck, it kind of stops with me now. I'm like, <laughs> well, it's mine. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so that's quite interesting to think what that's about. I mean, but who you know maybe it may be maybe a time will come when it makes sense to gift it yeah. do you know what i mean that time mm. hasn't come yet. No. Uh, i still feel um like i'm a, we only just met do you know what i mean so i still feel a little bit like um i'm i'm acquainting myself and living through that i'm not yet in a position i don't think to gift it to someone because it's still a gift to me and it will always yeah. be but it's still a very there's like a freshness that. to it yeah really interesting that's great she hasn't finished unwrapping her present yet, so she's not passing it on yet. <laughs> we always ask people, and I'd be very interested to hear each of you respond to this question. If this poem were a friend, what kind of a friend would it be? For me, I would say it would be one of those true friends, you know, like that friend that's not afraid to have that hard conversation with you or, you know, the friend that you know that they're not afraid to tell you something that you might not want to hear and they're, they're so much your friend that they're willing to risk that friendship to give you the truth. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I guess similarly, um, and maybe it's a friend that you might not have let in for a long time because of that element of realness but when you did it kind of opened things up just beyond Khalil Gibran on marriage you were born together and together you shall be forevermore you shall be together when the white wings of death scatter your days I you shall be together even in the silent memory of God. But let there be spaces in your togetherness and let the winds of the heavens dance between you. Love one another, but make not a bond of love. Let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your souls. Fill each other's cup, but drink not from one cup. Give one another of your bread, but eat not from the same loaf. Sing and dance together and be joyous, but let each one of you be alone, even as the strings of a lute are alone, though they quiver with the same music. Give your hearts, but not into each other's keeping. For only the hand of life can contain your hearts. And stand together, yet not too near together, 
for the pillars of the temple stand apart, and the oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadow. That was me and Fiona with the gift reading at the end there, taking a leaf out of India and Samira's book by reading it together. Our thanks to India and Samira for persisting with the technology as they had to in order for us to um, have that conversation. And yeah, for, for an amazing time that we had with them online and also for their permission in allowing us to share it with all of you. That was such a fun exchange to to do, wasn't it, Fiona? We just really enjoyed meeting India and Samira. It was just joyful. It really was. It really was. It was great. And also so rich. Such a, a rich conversation and set of connections and reasons for why a poem can be a friend. Yeah, I really loved that it was kind of, you know, like a real world thing for them. You know, sometimes whether it's a film or a poem or a play or a book that's called On and then there's the subject, I sometimes have a little bit of an allergic, oh, I don't know if I'm going to want to read that. (laughs) I have a little bit of a, oh, I don't want to be told what it's about. Or, you know, I I don't know, I get a bit naughty back of the class anyway. Uh, I can sort of kick against it. But I've really, through that original conversation with Hafsa and then again this one with India and Samira, I've really, yeah, just come to love this set of poems um, that are just so amazing. And I, the other day, recently was reading On Friendship, which of course feels very appropriate to us and is, again, an astonishing poem that, just when you think you're going to think, oh, on friendship, we know what this will be about. Of course, he again opens it up afresh and through the power of his poetry um, with a real visceral sense of things. And there's this lovely line in it in which he says, let there be no purpose in friendship, save the deepening of the spirit. Which I liked very much. Of course. That's fantastic. Maybe not all friendships always have to be about the deepening of the spirit, but it's pretty important. Mm. Yeah, there is that thing that you think, is it, is it going to be a bit twee or mm. something, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Mm. The on mm. children, on mm. marriage, on friendship. But mm. he absolutely um, goes so much deeper than that, doesn't he? Mm. It's yeah. terrific. It's just occurred to me, Fee, I've never thought about this before. Do you think that uh, it was a bit of a nod to the prophet when Krista Tippett named her podcast On Being? We should have asked her, Michael. We, sh- we should have asked her, Fee. Yeah. Let's ask her. Let's ask her next time we speak. Yeah. So, Michael, talking of being in person, cups of tea and biscuits, we are going to be in person. The Poetry Exchange is going to be at the Birmingham Midland Institute uh, in the not too distant future. And myself and Roy are going to be there and possibly... Roy McFarlane. Roy McFarlane. He's good, that guy. He's very good. And 
uh, who knows who else might rock up and we'll be there for a couple of days and yeah that's uh, be wonderful if there's anybody out there in that neck of the woods on June the 9th and 10th and you've got a poem that's been a friend to you and you'd like to come and talk to us about it in a lovely room in a very relaxed way definitely with a cup of tea um, we'll be there so you can go to the events page and see there just how to sign up for a session so that's the poetryexchange.co.uk go there and then head to events if you'd like to sign up to come and share a poem with us that'd be great I did have one other thing I wanted to mention actually Fee I haven't started watching it yet, but you know that there's a remake of uh, the French TV show, Call My Agent. So it's called 10% here. And our friend Prasanna Pawanaraja is in it. Oh. He's one of the main guys. He came and spoke to us about a poem called Sea Change by Kate Genevieve. It's episode number 41. And so you can find that again uh, either on our in our archive on our website or on your podcast platform. Uh, but I thought I'd just let people know about that. Mm, lovely, it's a really great episode. Terrific poem, and yeah, Prasanna's a really lovely, thoughtful. It's a thoughtful, reflective one. That one, really nice. Mm. Mm. Have you got anything else for this month, Fee? I don't think I have, Michael. That's just been an entirely lovely time to revisit being with that conversation and seeing you here. So we'll be back next month with more Poems as Friends. And until then, thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.